This is The Forging of Men, a podcast to equip, enable, and empower the fathers of sons to raise their sons into the next great generation of men through faith, fitness, and outdoor adventure. Be a man, it's not going to be easy, especially in the culture we have now. Be the storm. Save your family. One of the main pillars of masculinity is self-mastery. It's not just, let me do it. It's, let me show you how to do it. When evil comes, evil's not looking for a fair fight. A lot of people weren't disciplined enough to like make the switch. The lack of a servant leader culture attached to masculinity is perhaps why there are so many marriages that fail as well. You would think of the word as relationships, as relationships with others. No, but you can't have a relationship with others until you're comfortable with the relationship with yourself. We're firing up the forge right now. Thank you for joining us as we continue on our Forging of Men series where we will unpack what authentic masculinity really is and how we can reclaim masculinity from the current culture that continues to diminish the importance of men and how they shape our world into a better place. My name is Josh and I'm honored to be hosting today. I've got a great quote here that says, a man's usefulness depends upon his living up to his ideals insofar as he can. And that quote is of course, from the great Teddy Roosevelt. We've had some good conversations so far about the core values of masculinity, what those look like in day in, day out life, and how as fathers of sons, we can use those core values to raise our sons into the next generation of great men. But today is gonna be a little different because we are getting the perspective of masculinity from the front lines of middle school and high school, and helping us do that today are two of the greatest young men I know, Clark and Elijah Vegers. Gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me too. So uh, by way of introduction, why don't you tell us a little about yourself, some of your hobbies, um, you know, what makes you tick. And then if you don't mind, share about what individual comes to mind for you when you hear the word masculinity. And Clark, since you're the firstborn, I'm mm. going to put you on the spot and have you go first. Okay, so I guess for me... The things like the I at least my hobbies right now um I want to get back into martial arts because I had to take I did wrestling until freshman year I am now a rising junior um and I want to get back into martial arts and do jujitsu and taekwondo um because I just feel like those are good things to have to be like because being a man and I'm not a husband isn't that what I'm saying but being a husband is somebody who protects the family and that's just like the role of being a man. And I want to be the best I can in that. And I just love doing martial arts. Um, and I think my perspective is going to be a little bit different from Elijah's because um, I'm a public high school student. And he is a private, as of recently, a private uh, middle school student. So... And, and uh, the second part of the question is, what individual comes to mind for you mm. when you hear the word masculinity? Who uh, comes to mind? My confirmation sponsor, uh, Seth Robinson. Just because I feel like like not he does martial arts. He's a good protector, and he provides. And like there's not a lot of things. Like If you said something, I almost guarantee he could do it, at least from my knowledge. I think there's a lot of truth to that. <laughs> Seth has been a, a guest with us before, and he is this uh, strange kind of conglomeration of... Uh, Sam Elliott, Bruce Lee, and Bill Nye, the science guy. As a yeah. result, there's 
nothing that guy can't do. And, and Elijah, how about you? Hobbies, how you spend your time, and who you think of when you hear the word masculinity? Um, I'm a competitive chess player, so as <laughs> well, Clark likes to like train his body more. I like to train my brain. I still take care of my body. I still go to the gym, um, but I like training my brain a lot more. I think it's more fun than training your body. Mm-hmm. And uh, the person, like the man, I think of when I think of masculinity is who will probably be my confirmation sponsor when I do get confirmed, uh, Mr. Matt Bates, because uh, he is strong, he's faithful, he is a great father. It's just all the things you would want to be as a man. Awesome. Great answers. Uh, so before we get into the perception of masculinity from your peers, what do you think are some of the true characteristics of masculinity? Uh, for me, it's definitely providing is it- Providing and protecting are like the two core that I always hear. But uh, as a faithful man, I feel like faith is, I think that falls under protecting. Because your ultimate role being on this earth is to get everyone you can to heaven. And I feel like protecting is just doing that role uh, to the best of your ability. And what it what it means to be a man, it's like life, to be a man, it's not going to be easy. It's it's never going to be. If someone tells you it is, it's not going to be. Especially in the culture we have now, like it's not shunned upon. But the like the course that's been going, I wouldn't be surprised if it was. And being a Catholic man, like that's that is the religion that is definitely like shunned the most. Which I know uh, I've heard people talk about it. I don't I don't remember exactly who, but they said the Catholic faith is more definitely shunned upon nowadays because like they say that they don't fight back and i don't think that's entirely true like actually i think we don't fight back because we're not going to like just try to pick fights with people because we disagree with them nothing good will come from that but teaching like teaching them about god and the bible and just the catholic faith and holy communion i think is the best thing you can do as a man because that will be the quickest way to lead them to heaven good answers elijah i know that's a hard one to follow up but is there there anything else to <laughs> to expound on there or, or any other attributes that you think maybe clark missed that you want to add on to that um i think strength is a really important one because if you want to protect the people that you love like clark said you need to be strong to be able to do that but the main one i think he missed is resilience because i feel like there's so much like of the modern world that like goes against actual masculinity and like wants guys to like kind of be like you don't have to be like that like you don't have to provide or be a protector but it's it's what i feel as men were called to do is to provide and be a protector and you know yeah i definitely feel like those people yeah i feel like those people though like the people who say that like it's just like what have I what I have observed. They're not disciplined. Like mm. you can tell that like they're not. If you if they were an intruder in your house, like would you be would you be scared of them? Or if they were in line to protect you, would you feel faithful in them that they could do that? I don't feel like I could. Mm-hmm. I think discipline is probably a better word for what I was saying. I was saying resilience, but I'd say disciplined. Like keep on like your masculine path 
I think I think that I think they're both valid points. I think they walk hand in hand, but I do think that maybe discipline is the answer to the question of resiliency, right? Mm -hmm. Like, how do you become resilient? Like, well, through discipline. You don't just you don't just say, "Hey, I'm going to be resilient on this thing." Being being disciplined is the practice that leads to resiliency. Otherwise, I just don't think it happens on its own. Well, no, there's no way. Like, you have to be disciplined to be resilient. And, like, those like those are attributes that if you do not have, like, it's a necessity. Mm-hmm. And I feel like now, like, how, like, today's culture is, they're, like, training you to be just lazy. Mm-hmm. They're, like, not disciplined. Like, just, they just say, be easy. Like, choose your easiest path. Like manhood for others, it might be easier, but it's not either way. It's not going to be easy. Yeah. I I think that's a valid point. Um, I don't think there's, I think if masculinity is easy, then you're probably doing it wrong. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that you're, uh, talking about how to, to have interactions with people that you may disagree with and, and how to have. Um, respectful conversations with them, but still being assertive of, of what your point is, mm-hmm. is a great example of, of discipline and resiliency. I think that uh, the physical attributes that we talked about there with um, in regards to uh, martial arts. And I think that uh, Elijah, uh, you're sort of the mental resiliency and the discipline of being a chess player. And I think that y'all would both agree um, that both of those things are perishable skills. Mm-hmm. Like the minute you stop practicing martial arts, you have a decline in your skill set. The same thing with, with chess. As soon as you stop playing chess on a regular basis, you have a decline in your skill set. So um, I do want to um, sort of a sidebar conversation that uh, I don't know that I'd planned on having, but I think you bring up good points that it should probably be dug into a little bit. Where do you see as opportunities for healthy discipline in your school settings, Clark for you in high school and Elijah for you in middle school? And how do you see your peers either living into that or living in contradiction to that? So uh, as a like public high school student, we have, um, I think it is called F FCA. And it is basically a... During lunch, we have two halves of lunch. The first half, which is like if a teacher needs you to get caught up in something, they'll call you. And in the second half, which is free. FCA happens in the second half. And that is, it is something like Christian Association and all of the Christians in our school gather. And we talk about God uh, Wednesday. And something I figured out that I wish I knew um, beforehand, I got it. It was like the week of exams. So I was out. But um, Friday, there is a Bible study that I started going to uh, at school that there's there's only like, I think, 10 people. But uh, me and my friend Jack, who is also Catholic, started going to that. So that's I feel like that's how my peers uh, like go into faith. But there are people who aren't faithful and they still train their bodies. The wrestling team, I think the wrestling and Raiders are some of the ones that if you do right, it will make you a stronger, not only man, just a person. Yeah. I'm not, and, and can you yeah. explain real quick? Cause I know there's a lot of folks that don't may not know what Raiders is. Could you give sort of a, 
a quick elevator pitch on on Raiders and what that is. So Raiders, basically, I feel like the easiest way for me to explain it is if you were to go into basic training early, it is you we do marathons like so long distance running. We do ruck marches with 35 pounds. We do an obstacle course. Um, Gauntlet is an obstacle course with the running and the rucksacks. It's like a mix of everything. Um, CCR, which is cross-country rescue, it is training you how to run long distances while carrying what we have a stretcher that's weighted uh, symbolizing a casualty and four rucksacks carrying uh, the rest of our supplies. Um, but it does, that's what we practice at my school, but at every, at every, uh, competition, it is a, like, it's a different beast. Like one, there's one that we trained for in specific that we actually built, like, we don't even use it on our competition, but it's a tire stacker. There are, uh, I think it is four by fours, which eight foot four by fours, which are stuck in the ground mm-hmm. and you have to stack six tires on it, like truck tires. Ooh. It is not easy. And, like, it is, I think, doing that, especially with the group of people, it brings you together. Like, you will push past what you think. And I think that goes uh, for the same as, like, having a gym partner. Mm-hmm. You get, you can just push yourself farther. But that, like, there are also people, we have a, a gym in my high school that people, all the students are allowed to go to until 9 o'clock, I think it is. And I know, like, every time I've gone in there to, like, because that's where we use the bathroom during Raiders because it's closer to our course. Mm-hmm. There's always people in there. I've mm-hmm. never been in there, and it's been empty. So yeah. I think that's a good thing that people do. But really any kind of sport. Yeah. Like, there's other sports not might not be as physically challenging, but, like, I don't think baseball is super physically challenging, but it's definitely difficult, like, how fast that ball is going and, like, trying to hit that. And if you do, that's, like, I think that's impressive on its own. There's yeah. a that's definitely more mentally like challenging, like Elijah said. And and I think baseball is interesting because it is a cross section of very precise physical mm-hmm. skill sets. Yeah. Whereas uh I, I think there is some precision in things like wrestling and football, but a lot of that sport is based on strength and gross motor skills mm-hmm. where like you were saying, to be able to hit something that's only about four inches across yeah. that's moving at eighty miles an hour, like that's tough. Yeah. And then as an outfielder to be able to take that same object and throw it many, many yards into a, a glove that is, you know, a foot across, mm-hmm. like there, there's a level of precision there. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. I think that it is like, so basketball is also like that, but I do think like every single one of those sports, no matter like I'm personally not a baseball guy, I, I wouldn't like, if I were to choose, I wouldn't choose baseball. But I, I acknowledge that it's difficult. And I feel like that's something, like, a lot of people will stick to their guns mm-hmm. and disregard, like, what other people's accomplishments are, which is another thing in today's culture that you should not be doing as a man. Yeah. Uh, I want to take a step back mm-hmm. to, you mentioned uh, FCA, which I think is yeah. uh, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and then also the Bible study. What is your guesstimate on the number of people that participate in that regularly so i know the bible study that's like 10 people right um but the fca i think if i were to take a guess i'd probably say around 60 to 80 
throughout the school year. Because okay. there's definitely there's definitely it's weird because I feel like people are still super weary, like rightfully so, of COVID. Mm-hmm. So there's not as many people that want to get in tight group settings like that mm-hmm. with that many people. But I do think it's I think because I was talking to um, one of the leaders mm-hmm. and she said that they had like 120 before. Yeah. It has definitely gone down, but it's rising again. Well, let's so if we took an average of those numbers, so uh, 80 on the low end, 120 on the high end, yeah, it's throw, like, throw the 10 in of your your Bible study there. So you're looking at a hundred people that are regular yeah. participating in that. How many people attend your school? I think that's like last year it was 800 with all the classes. Okay. So you've only got one eighth yeah. of your student body, at least in the school setting that's yeah. participating in spiritual disciplines. Mm-hmm. Um, let's pivot to Elijah now because Elijah you come from a very different context Mm -hmm. being in a a Catholic middle school Um, so where do you see some opportunities for discipline in a Catholic middle school and and definitely cover the sports aspect of that because I think there's some neat opportunities there but also from the spiritual discipline aspect how does that stack up for you uh, well, I don't know if this is the same as Clark School. I've never been there. I don't know what the, the difficulty level is. But the jump from, like, elementary school to middle school, but the difficulty in, like, the academics you take has a huge jump from fifth grade to sixth grade. And a lot of people, it just takes them off guard. So they've never had to study their entire lives up until fifth grade. And then you hit sixth grade, and all of a sudden, like, most of your life outside of school is studying and homework because you have like one or two pages in every class it's not easy stuff so it's just a lot of people weren't disciplined enough in the beginning to like make the switch because hmm. there are a bunch of people that are usually like straight a students they got like b's and c's in their first two quarters of sixth grade because mm-hmm. they just weren't ready for the academic switch yeah what did did you mention what grade you're in now i am a rising eighth grader yeah so gotcha. and i so in my school there is that level of academic, like, an, of the academic challenge, but it's optional. And I feel like people, because it's not, it's more of their parents taking that step in your school. Mm. It's more of a personal step in our school. Like oh, taking that's interesting. A, yeah. Like taking AP classes, that is something that you will have to choose. And it's, it's discipline in itself. But it's like, especially if you're doing sports with that, that's a crazy amount of like time management and discipline. It really prepares you for the real world. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the jump you said from fifth to sixth grade happened, especially for me from eighth to freshman year, because I like I didn't really take I I was an AB student when I like when I went to your school, mm-hmm. and like I didn't really take it seriously. Like, I would study if I felt like I wouldn't do super well. But, like, I didn't really take it super seriously. And I that jump from eighth to freshman, I was like, I, it's just still just school. It doesn't really matter. Until, like, in the second semester, it was really brought to my attention that this isn't just, like, middle school. It, middle school doesn't really affect you for the rest of your life. But high school does. Like, colleges, if you want to go to college, that's what they look at. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's interesting because middle school, I think, is sort of the foundation of which, of which mm-hmm. high school is built off of. And so 
high school is the visible part that everybody looks at, mm-hmm. but middle school is the foundation that keeps that from crumbling underneath it. Yeah, because high school is definitely like you do it yourself. Yeah. Middle school teachers, like if you don't have an assignment in, they're going to pull you aside. They're like, like we need to do this. I know what I heard a lot, which it was so annoying, but I know it's true. Is like they're not going to help you do this in high school. I'm like, okay, like mm-hmm. whatever. But they, they really like there are some teachers – that like if you ask they'll help you but they're not gonna go out of their way and make their job that much harder if because if they did that's 800 students in my school like we don't even we don't have 40 teachers if we did that that would still be what like 20 Mm -hmm. 20 per we don't like if we have even close to 40 teachers like i think half of them are like math and like those like the founding like subjects. Mm-hmm. And so, I want to, I want to yeah. do that quick pivot back though. So uh, Elijah, tell me, tell me a little bit about being at a private Catholic school, what those spiritual disciplines are mm-hmm. that y'all see on a regular basis. Well, like we go to first Friday adoration and we have religion classes, but to be honest, I feel like a lot of people don't either don't fully partake or don't appreciate it. Hmm. Like you would in a, uh, public school because for a private school you mm-hmm. it's been very easily accessible to you all your life you have religion classes uh four or five times a week and it's just always been there for you, mm-hmm. you it's, it's always been something that's just been in your life and i f- feel like it makes them either appreciate it less or just some of the kids that aren't as disciplined like it's just another subject i don't want to do this work yeah it's like you don't know how good something is until it's gone yeah. like i know i didn't really like i was like I know I got to learn about it, but I was like, you know, my mom's a youth minister. I really don't like, I shouldn't be learning this, right? But like now it's not shunned in my school, but it's not a popular opinion faith. Mm. Like one thing I'm proud of in my school, like I'm known to be Catholic. Mm. Like there's been people who aren't faithful. Like if I forgot to pray before I eat, they're like, aren't you supposed to do this? And I was like, yeah, and I remember when I went to the Bible study, not all of them were Catholic, but so I didn't really, it's hard to tell mm-hmm. when they're starting a prayer, because like in the Catholic faith, we start with the sign of the cross. Yeah. They kind of just like start, and before they did that, they're like, aren't you supposed to do the sign of the cross? I'm like, yes, I didn't like, I didn't know we were starting, but it was like, between faiths, it's definitely respected. Mm-hmm. I don't know how, like, it's not, with the other students, it's not exactly respected, like, they were they respect me to not like argue argue against it you know what i mean mm-hmm. but like i'm not going to i'm not going to go after them because they're unfaithful yeah. i mean i i like like i'll invite them to fca or like the bible club but if they're not going to go i'm not going to be like you're going to hell like right. that's and that's not even something you do as a catholic or yeah. as a christian in general yeah. or in any faith like i feel I forgot who said this. I think it was, I forgot the priest's name, but he was like shunning the people is more of a sin than like not, not being faithful because you are, you know, mm-hmm. everything you need to know to know that that is wrong. Yeah. Like the others, the others who aren't faithful, they, they don't know the power of mm-hmm. God and the wisdom. You mm-hmm. do know the wisdom and you're disregarding it. I, th- I think that y'all have, have some awesome points on sort of those pillars of masculinity. And I think that they're, um, 
Bookman, I can't take full credit for them because we've done yeah. a great job of uh, surrounding you with, with other people that are, are deeply rooted in the faith. But I do want to get some contrast now on sort of your perspectives of masculinity and how that stacks up against your peers' perception of masculinity. Oh. Um, and, and I, I want to... I want to make sure that when I say say peers, I'm talking about students that you're interacting with or that you uh, see in the school or that you have some sort of contact with. I don't want to dig into sort of like necessarily the, um, the, the Instagram version of masculinity because I think that's a rabbit hole that we're not going to have time yeah. for today. Yeah. But the, when it comes to masculinity, what do you think most people that you are around think of when you say masculinity, yeah. like what, what would, what would they, if you said, Hey, jot down some ideas of what masculinity is, what do you think they'd write down? So I think for me, I think my different or my answers can be completely, or not completely, but it's going to be very different from what Elijah's answer is going to be. I think it's going to be what my answer is, but then like more stuff added on. Yeah. So, but mine is like, well, I'll tell you what, if it's going to be Elijah's with yeah. some additions, why don't we start with, okay, with E yeah. and E can sort of build the foundation here and then we can move forward. Yeah. Okay. So most guys in my school, they don't really like, I don't even think they even have like a basic grasp of what masculine is. Cause I've been surrounded by a lot of masculine men. I've kind of been taught what it is. So I, I know, but I think what they, oh, you have to be tall. You have to be really strong, you know, have a six pack. I think they want what you, the tools you need to be a good masculine man. But I don't think they know like what a good masculine man is. I want to add on to that. So there, that definitely I feel like being strong and like having that six pack that can be part of being like masculine, but I I feel like like arguably the people who are bigger but are putting in that work hmm. are more masculine than the people that are gifted and aren't doing as much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that's a reflection of the discipline that you were talking about earlier. But but it sounds like that from both of y'all, the peer idea of masculinity has to do mm -hmm. with more physical appearance than it does actions or discipline would that be accurate yeah and I, I know for me definitely like in the public school i'm in high school and there's people who do so much stupid stuff and i feel like that's always been the case but i feel like it's worse now like drugs right now are so easily accessible if i wanted to i would just bring 50 dollars to school and i could come back with like whatever i wanted and but now I feel like it's like masculinity in high school is like how many beers you can drink without getting drunk or whatever, or like how many girls you slept with. It's that is like the base. Like it's not, I don't want to say evolved because that implies that it's better. Hmm. It's, but it's grown in a bad way. Hmm. It's not just being strong or having a six pack. Honestly, people who do aren't as like, I like I'm trying to air quote respected because it's really like it's not respect. They're not as respected with air quotes as the people who just like can drink more or get laid or like can do like more drugs. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like what Clark was talking about how it's grown to like whoever you slept with or how many beers you can do without getting drunk. I feel like it's the exact opposite of what we should think masculinity should mm -hmm. be. Because you'd be like, sure. oh, you should you should be saving yourself. You should be like following the law. You should be like just trying to be a good person, which just sounds like mm -hmm. it shouldn't be that hard. But there's so many high schoolers 
that are just going against that. Yeah, the yeah. cool kids, air quoting. Yeah. It's... Well, I, here's another follow-up question. The, the perceptions that you're talking about right now, uh, sort of the cultural perceptions of, of masculinity, is that the same between your male and female peers, or is there a difference where female expectations are are different than male expectations of true masculinity? From the girls at my school, at least, their male expectations are through the roof. Like, I'm not even joking. I heard a girl, like, I heard girls over, like, I overheard them in one of the, like, I heard them ask what their standards are, and one of the girls said, I want a 6'2 British guy who's rich. She said that in <laughs> seventh grade. And she was dead serious. She hasn't dated anyone because she said she's waiting for a 6'2 British guy who's rich. That's less than 1% of the population. It probably is. Yeah. I'm also not sure that she's going to be able to date much before adulthood because <laughs> yeah. I don't know a lot of high schoolers <laughs> who are 6'2 British rich. and rich. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty thin cross section right there. It's just like the girl I know for like the girls at my school, it's it's very different, right? From like being feminine, because it's like I don't what is it? It's like girl boss. I think that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like you can have the option to be independent, but if I were a girl, I'd want some like to get married and have a husband who could provide. Like I would be completely fine like having a job and like providing as well but like the way it is now people like the girl want to have in relationships especially they want to have control like i'm not saying girls like aren't like the aren't the prizes of the relationship but they're getting they're getting it's it's cocky i wouldn't even say prideful because prideful is like you are for a reason but they're they're cocky they don't really have anything to back it up Mm-hmm. They're like, it's the same with Elijah. Their standards are so high mm-hmm. and they could be like, they could be somebody who isn't on that level. Yeah. If you want to have those high standards, you better work on yourself. Yeah. And are those, are those standards, any of the things that we talked about with authentic masculinity mm-hmm. or the, so, so the standards that they're even holding high. The fake. To, okay. It's fake so we're talking about superficial, like, Strength, appearance, money, body yeah. count, how much you can drink. Like yeah, those they the think things. like drug dealers are the stuff. I'm like, so basically what you're telling me, you want someone who's not going to be financially stable mm-hmm. and they're going to be like, if they're going to be sweating the most, if they get pulled over by a cop. Yeah. But they have money now. They have money now and they're in high school. The money that you think is a lot in high school, in hindsight, it's really nothing. Mm-hmm. Like they... And they're already going through, like, legal holes. Not even holes. They're just breaking through that legal wall mm-hmm. and having other not financially stable adults do that because that's the only way they're going to make money. Because yeah. they won't – they can't – it's either they can't or they don't want to get a job. Yeah. Well, and that lives in very stark contrast to the discipline that you spoke of and the resiliency that Elijah spoke of in so, sort of the idea of, like, I want – I want somebody who has some of these superficial attributes right now, mm-hmm. but I don't necessarily value somebody who's disciplined that they're going to work hard at a job that maybe doesn't pay great right now, but has a career trajectory that will make them um, a better provider later on or 
Um, I mean, let's let's face it from a, a professional resiliency standpoint. Um, being a drug dealer isn't exactly a state. You're going to fail. You're yeah. going to fail. You well, are bound to fail. If you if you become an like an in quotations big drug dealer, ever heard one that's gotten away? No. They're always going to get caught. Yeah. And like even if they can like they are older, they're always on the run. I would never be able if that was me. I couldn't go to sleep at night and be completely confident there aren't going to be police bursting through my door. Yeah. Like, it's not something that's going to be fun. Where do you, where do you think these incorrect perceptions of masculinity stem from? Like, is this something that's coming from TVs, movies, social media? Is it coming from parents? Is it coming from being molded by, um, you know, I said before that we had a, a really great set of adults that have, been around you for at least most of your time here where we live now but i think for most of your life as well where where are these poor perceptions coming from i think it's honestly just guys not being disciplined and making bad choices on what they think is fun or what feels good and then making it seem to the girls that it's like that's what's like desirable that's what you should want in a guy yeah, creating all these things. like a facade that like they're they're promoting so much. I think it's gaslighting. Like they're promoting so much that this is the good thing, that that's just what they're expecting. So cult, so culture is, it, for all practical purposes, gaslit itself into a poor representation yeah, of masculinity be, because the the men are so they're so not disciplined that they if they it is easier for them to lie to the public i forgot i li- i saw i saw a video of this guy he said he was talking to his wife and they said if a man eating lion came to america the lion would starve oh, that's brutal <laughs> um i've got a uh a quote here from Father Burke Masters. He says, boys think about themselves and men think about others. And I wonder if perhaps this masculinity crisis is that we aren't providing enough op- enough opportunities or encouraging young men to embrace that level of selflessness. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you see that playing out in your schools and with your peers? And are you seeing a representation of selflessness and serving others in in any of those other facets that you're participating in right now so on on like what you said i think it was like opportunities i think like there's just they see they don't want to see their opportunities and they they see more of the bad opportunities and i definitely think i'm not saying it's a hundred percent the parents fault but like they definitely play a role Mm -hmm. in in their growth because like every parent should and I feel like, I think this is like a common quote. There's not anyone to quote, but it's like every child deserves a parent, but not every parent deserves a child. Ooh. Like you're not, like some just aren't prepared. Yeah. They're just not prepared to have a kid. And when that happens, those are where those like non-masculine men and non-feminine women come from. Hmm. Like I, it's, they are part of the blame. Like obviously it's their choices, mm-hmm. but 
like to a developing brain, you can only like give them so many opportunities when their parents are, if they could be forcing them. Mm-hmm. Like I know someone at my school, he's, his mom is literally his person like that got him into drugs. Mm-hmm. That's just what like, I'm like that. I hate that. Mm-hmm. But like, I've, I've like, I've pulled him aside so many times. I'm like, you need to stop. It's not going to be healthy. And what's, what was crushing mm-hmm. was that kid. I, I was getting him, like I was talking to him before all that happened and he surrounded himself with bad people. We were talking, I was like, right after my Raider season is done, we're going to the gym together. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know what? I'm going to go do that. I'm going to get money. I'm going to go get a membership mm-hmm. and we're going to go. But just before the, Raider, before the Raider season was over, he just surrounded himself with yeah. those bad people and it, it was just like crushing to watch i was like he was so hopeful and mm-hmm. then he just it got like all thrown away it's so much easier mm-hmm. to just let it be than it is to take those steps yeah and i think that you it's funny we keep coming around to resiliency and discipline it's the base um, it's the foundation yeah you know it's easier to make bad decisions yeah. I mean, being a screw up is piece of cake. Yeah. It's, a monkey can do it. It's in order to be a good man and in order to grow into a good man, there is a level of discipline that exists there that is hard. Um, All of it is. And, and I don't know that um, for whatever reason, people pick the easy path, and the easy path isn't always going to be the one that uh, leads to that long-term righteousness. So, um, Elijah, what about you in, in that middle school setting and in particular in a private middle school, do you see opportunities for young men to express some degree of selflessness there? Or is, is that something that you're even in that setting, you're not seeing a lot of. So what is it? What exactly do you mean by selflessness? So opportunities to, to give to others, to serve others, to do things at your own expense for the betterment of somebody else. I I have seen a lack of that because in in my private school, if there's ever any kind of mission trip or retreat or anything like that where you can either help the community help the community or better yourself in your faith, it is advertised to all the middle schoolers for them to come and go do that. And I have seen, I think, maybe four middle schoolers in the entire, like, probably 150-something that are there show up to any of those retreats or mission trips. Well, and I would I would be asking for you to um, just take a guess here, but what do you suppose they are doing with their time instead of participating in those events and those opportunities? I'm going to be honest, probably nothing. A lot of those are during the summer. They don't really have anything to do. Games. Video yeah, probably games. video games, sleeping in. Eating junk food. Eating junk food. Probably just... I mean, he's right. <laughs> I could go on mission trip or I could eat this candy bar. Yeah, you could just sit at home. Like mission trip, our mission trip, Suvideo, that was $500 for us to go and support other people who needed it. Mm-hmm. But if they really wanted to... That could buy you a new console mm-hmm. and plenty of junk food 
to just go like for the rest of the summer. Mm-hmm. Ours was a week and making people's lives better permanently. Yeah. So where does a call for greater expectation of masculinity need to come from for it to be more impactful? So as we're, we're trying to push young men and in, into becoming the better versions of themselves. Does that need to come from adults? Does it need to come from peers? Um, does that need to be women asking men to be better men? Or does it need to be men asking men to be better men? What do you think is going to have the most impact? I think from my experience, from what I've seen, having older men tell you what like what needs to be done it, it's more impactful because they've been through so much more. Mm-hmm. They they know like they know what they're doing. Having it come from your peers could be like I think having a little bit come from there could be because you know them better. Uh, maybe you'd want to do it more because it, you like you know. How do I phrase this? It's more relatable to you mm-hmm. for, if you're mm-hmm. like going to do that with them. Or it's, I think, but mostly coming from like father figures or some, something like that. It, it, I feel like it's different for each person. Cause I know you and me, you and me have a, tr- like a relationship built on trust mm-hmm. and respect. You're my father, but also my friend. Mm-hmm. And so you, you are, you can be that adult, like that older adult male that like guides me, but also like also my friend, but it's different with other people because like if they don't have a good relationship with their parents, like personally, if I didn't have a good relationship with you and you told me to do something, I wouldn't care. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, if I didn't respect you, I was like, what does he know? Mm -hmm. So like for that, for that friend, for me, he doesn't like, he doesn't really respect his parents. Like he wouldn't care what they have to say, but I think coming from me, Someone he sees every day, like that, that impacts him in a different way than it does his parents. Yeah. No, that's helpful. Thank you so much. Clark and Elijah, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for your perspective on the current state of masculinity in high schools and middle schools. Before we go, one fun question. What is one piece of gear or one skill that every man should possess? I feel like martial arts. That's just my opinion. Like, if you don't have that, how are you going to protect the people you want to? Okay. You know, I think he's right on that. I think in your life, you're going to come in in, like, one altercation. Where At you, least. Yeah. Or maybe firearms training. That could also be helpful. I will I will uh, give my endorsement to both of those, and I will also say that any man who doesn't own a good pocket knife just needs to go buy one. right now uh and shout out to kershaw who i think right now makes probably the uh the best value pocket Mm -hmm. knives on the market it's a tool and a weapon i also like i also like my open l my open l is great open l is also that that thing is just an absolute work of art i love those i never see those like i don't see them on though it's the gentleman's knife yeah i uh i know that every day that i carry a knife with me i end up using it for some utilitarian purpose Uh, For those of you that are listening, thank you so much for joining us. This has been another episode of Forging of Men. Mm